Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. And a uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving, eh? Hey! Do you have some turkey, eh? Early in the year. I did. I made a turkey with bacon. Ooh. It was good. You know, because in turkey. Canada, you have to add bacon to everything. That's the That's rule. That's right. <laughs> but it, it, so is it? Is it Canadian bacon when you're in Canada? No. Well, I mean, there is Canadian bacon. It's you know, female, but that's a different beast. Okay. Anyways, yeah. What is it? multiple bacon types. Okay. I got you. I didn't know if it was just a location thing. Like they just make no, they regular bacon seriously. and send it here. Okay. Okay. No, no. There's different types. Google P-meal. You'll see. Okay. Uh, no, I won't. <laughs> I have a Canadian to ask these things of now. I don't have to okay. Google. All my Canada shit's uh, going on you now. Okay. Uh, speaking of Canadians, Blue Origin has delayed William Shatner's space flight to October 13th. Uh, first off, he's actually going. This is true. Uh, it's not. It may just go down as the most expensive book slash album slash whatever he's doing promo of all time, but he is going. Yep. So, yes. There is weather conditions, which is they're saying is the main factor, of course. Uh, the liftoff will also just come weeks after an essay described a toxic environment at Blue Origin, including an alleged reluctance to deal with sexual harassment, as well as poor attitudes towards safety, the environment, and basic internal criticism. So That's right up the alley for, for Captain Kirk. <laughs> I was about to say, this seems pretty spot on for the Enterprise NCC 1701. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. An environment he's used to. I hope there aren't any green ladies working at Amazon. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Yeah, I was bummed to see it was pushed off. I got up this morning ready to go, and no, bummer. Yeah, well, you know, the weather thing is important if they're going to attempt safety. Attempt safety. The illusion <laughs> of safety, Brian. Well, oh. we're living in a world that's full of the illusion of safety, Jason. Yes, this is literally a self-driving rocket, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that when I was looking at the the article for this, they were showing some of the video of uh, the first crew that went up, and they mm -hmm. were just kind of floating around the, that little capsule bouncing off each other, and I'm like, there's not a pilot in there. That would kind of freak me out. Also, seatbelts? No, well, they they took their seatbelt. <laughs> it tells them to put them back on when it's time to come, you know, for a landing, but. Yeah. But still, it's like, oh, uh, no, it's, it's like self-driving cars. I just, I can't get around the fact that there's just nobody at the helm, you know? They should have at least, like, you know, taken George Takei with them, just well, because. Uh, then Shatner and Takei would have to get on. <laughs> That's true. They don't really like each other very much, do they? <laughs> no. Does anybody really like William Shatner? I do. <laughs> but I mean, from the cast. I don't think okay, the cast really no, get along. No. He, he's, well... I mean, I read the uh, the autobiography, and and he and uh, he and uh, um, Leonard Nimoy apparently were quite close and mended their ways near the near Nimoy's end as well. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Anyways, who cares? <laughs> I don't care if they all hated each other. It's Star Trek. It was awesome. That's true. That's true. And hopefully, Bezos won't kill him. That would really kind of put an end to uh, <laughs> that whole program. I'm guessing if you kill Captain Kirk. I know. Oh and shit! I'm we kinda, said it on the show. Fuck. I, I, Oh, oh no. Oh God no. Damn it, we killed Kirk. Shit. 
I do hope he makes it back okay, because I really want all the boldly going where lots of people have gone before headlines. Yes, yes. And of course, people are already busting out the old joke. Uh, I think when when, uh, Buzz Aldrin went up on the space shuttle, it's like, when he comes back, everybody wear an ape mask. Yes, that's going going all over the place. I'm like, not the right sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in your well, sci-fi lanes, people. So I, I got some follow-up in a little bit. I'm, I'm doing pre-follow-up to a story we haven't covered yet. <laughs> I okay. love this. Time uh, hopping. The, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna bounce around a little bit. I just saw this one because it 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 really kind of um, just made my heart grow three times that day. The renowned programmer who created PHP hates programming and says he's not a real programmer. As anybody who has learned PHP, we already knew that. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus Leerdorf, uh, he says, I am not a real programmer. I throw together things until it works, then I move on. The real programmers will say, yeah, it works, but you're leaking memory everywhere. Perhaps perhaps we should fix that. And he says, I'll just restart Apache every 10 requests. I'm like, that's a man after my own heart. That, that is a programmer from the generation we came up in. That's no true. About that. that is programming. That is programming. <laughs> so hat tip to Rasmus for coming out. I, I hate programming too. I just did it for 20 years. It's, it paid the bills. In the news. Well, speaking of companies that probably hired a whole bunch of programmers in the Rasmus Lerdoff vein, Facebook <laughs> and Instagram were down for the second time this week. They just forgot to restart Apache every 10 requests, apparently. Apparently. And you you do know that Facebook and Instagram run on PHP. So they there do. you go. They do. So uh, this wasn't all worldwide like last time. Uh, there were just spikes in users reporting issues. It didn't uh, last terribly long, but it did happen again. And they're blaming, once again, uh, a configuration change. But uh, okay. unrelated to the issues earlier in the week, even though it was once again a configuration change. Yeah. So that would seem to be very related to the issues earlier in the week <laughs> because that was a configuration change. Language fucking matters. <laughs> it's Facebook. They don't they don't they don't play by the rules. That's it. <laughs> it's the same issue that caused the outage, but it's unrelated to the issues earlier in the week, even though yeah. it was the same issue. Same okay. issue, different bad programmer. <laughs> That's all. God damn it. Okay. And uh, Instagram is attempting to save some face here after, you know, pushing the Instagram for kids forever, even though technologists, uh, psychologists, sociologists, human beings, people, anybody that (laughs) breathes was screaming, this is a really bad idea. Uh, And they came, you know, they decided, hey, we're going to encourage teens to take a break. Take a break. So CNN and Reuters are reporting that uh, Facebook Global Affairs VP Nick Clegg, the dick. That's my Oh, that guy, man. That that guy is just like. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's the punching bag. He's taking it, taking it on the chin, but he's doing it it on the Clegg. Yeah. He's doing it for a a worthy cause. A lot of money. So he doesn't give a shit. (laughs) He does not give a shit. He is paid to go out there. He's like Trump's, uh, Trump's PR people. He's just paid to go out there and take shit in the face. He knows what he's he's, doing. He's, he's, uh, Zuckerberg and Sandberg's Giuliani. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. So he announced that, uh, Instagram would introduce a take a break feature that would encourage teens to simply stop using the social network for a while. He didn't say when it would be ready. The social media exec also said Facebook would nudge teens away from material in its app that may not be conducive to their well-being. He didn't provide any specifics for this approach. (laughs) 
He did, however, suggest that Facebook's algorithms should be held to account, including by regulation, if needed, to be sure real-world results matched intentions. So, we don't know if or when they will be ready, and there are no specifics for any new approach. Huh. And and he's saying saying regulation if needed, but didn't Facebook say, we don't need no stick in regulation because we're really good at self-regulation. But what I'm basically telling you right now is we're not going to do jack shit unless you regulate us to do it. Yeah. God, what the fuck? (laughs) It's just, it's a bottomless pit. It's a bottomless pit of shit over there. Oh, man. They're all in over their clegg. Yeah, they are <laughs> in over their clegg. Uh, and Facebook's oversight board is going to meet with uh, Francis Haugen, the whistleblower, which should be mm. an interesting meeting. Make sure they don't have any of those poison umbrellas that are so popular in Russia. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> don't drink uh, the water. Yeah, bring your own food. Uh, <laughs> wear, wear a hazmat suit. Um, yeah, and pr- preferably Just do it over Zoom, one. for God's sake. Everybody <laughs> else is. Mm-hmm. So make sure you got a good VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN if you need one. More on that yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah, that 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 is really gonna be an interesting meeting. I wish that was I wish that would be televised because I would love to be a fly on the wall. I would love to be a fly on Mike Pence's hair for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, remember Magic Leap? Yeah, the company that got a bunch of money for doing absolutely nothing except for a craftily uh, well-done uh, 3D video. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, seven years ago, they raised $542 million at a $2 billion valuation. And then they exploded into nothing and a bunch of people left? Yeah. And then yeah. somebody just mm-hmm. gave them another $500 million at the same $2 billion valuation. So in seven years, they uh And we they can't get 95% nothing. of you fuckers that listen to this podcast to give us a dollar. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You know why? Because we actually produce something. Oh, God damn it. Let's just promise that we're going to do a podcast for 10 years, not do a podcast and get 500 million. That's how you do it. That's how you okay. do it. And uh, there's a, a blog post uh, over on the Magic Leap site from Peggy Johnson, the CEO who came from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing is they do have some mock-ups of the new glasses, which I mm-hmm. actually like. I think mm-hmm. I think they're kind of cool looking. I will never get to try them because they're pivoting into the enterprise section. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But none of these things except HoloLens are really have, have done anything. So we'll see. Here's the, here's, here's the dirty little secret. Most people don't give a fuck about VR. Oh, Brian, this is AR. Remember, this is Most AR. people don't give a fuck about that either. Yeah, they give less fucks about that, too, because none of it works. <laughs> but apparently you can get $500 billion. Yeah, you can. You can get paid quite a bit. Um, one of the things that I, I – because I've got that Oculus Quest, and I've been trying to go through those Star Wars games. There, there's something that happens. I've got I've got a room now that's – my garage is big enough where I've got the space. Um, nobody's in here. It doesn't bother me. i got, like, enough room to swing my lightsaber and do all the stupid shit. The funny mm-hmm. thing is, though – as soon as I put on that headset, mm-hmm. I feel vulnerable. Like, yeah, like, you can't like somebody's see gonna, anything. <laughs> like somebody can. Well, you could. I mean, you you get you. I I'm it, I'm engaged in the world that's in the VR, but mm-hmm. somebody could just be coming up behind me to stab me in the back, and I wouldn't know it, or hear it, or see it. Yes. And it's just one of those. It's like you know, one of those lizard brain type of reactions I have when I put that thing on. So. 
I, I, I think that might be one of the reasons that it hasn't really caught on because you do kind of have that, like just that weird sinking feeling that I don't know what's going on around me in the real world. I really kind of want to know, you know? Yeah. So well, there's, there's know. AR's, <laughs> there's AR's thing then. They should yeah, push that. Yeah. You won't get mugged while playing Darth Vader. No, no, but you might uh, run into a street lamp when you're playing Pokemon Go. That's true. All right, so hackers have accessed Twitch and released a vast amount of company company data, including basically all the code. Build your own Twitch now. Uh, creator payouts in the entirety of Twitch TV. They have confirmed the breach, but did not provide further details. On, tack, on top of all the code, they say they stole the site's mobile, desktop, and console Twitch clients. It also accessed proprietary SDKs, internal AWS services used by Twitch, blah, 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 blah. They got everything basically. Uh, they also got creator payouts from 2019 until now, including top streamers like a bunch of names I don't know, nor do I ever care to. Although, perhaps <laughs> yeah. I should. Because <laughs> we've also found out exactly how much money these people are making. Oh, I should state that the group that did this states that uh, Twitch's community is a disgusting toxic cesspool, so this action may be related to recent hate raids that prompted streamers to take a day off and poach protest uh, guys have you heard of facebook that's a yeah, disgusting really. toxic cesspool <laughs> seriously so there you, go. You, want, you want a target that's a target rich environment over at facebook yeah so here's why i think i need to we should start doing a twitch stream instead of doing this stupid podcast the top 10 uh of the of these people uh critical rule 9.6 million dollars a year uh, and it just goes on from there. In fact, you have to get down to number 81 before you get below a million dollars a year. So there are at least yeah. 81 people making at least a million dollars a year streaming. But how many people are on Twitch? I have no idea. So you you look at the odds of being one of those top 81 people. It ain't good. It ain't good. Right. Same same with but, YouTubers, you know? But I but I would argue, same with YouTube, same with Twitch, same even with podcasting. There are the people that actually do it all the time, and then there are people that have done, like, three live streams once. Yeah, that would be me, because it sucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to give me a million dollars to do that on a daily basis, because it is miserable being on yeah. Twitch. It really is. <laughs> But I did get the I did get the source code, uh, so hat tip to Minkowski for sliding me the torrent link on that one. I appreciate it. Uh, I immediately threw away all of the personal data because I did not want to have that on any of my hard drives <laughs> ever. Smart. Um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to look at the source code. I wanted to see how they built it, and right. uh, it's in Go, which is oh, strange. Okay. I thought that is strange. Everything I opened, they were basically just Go files. There was some Ruby stuff, but it was mostly Go. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it looked like any big behemoth, you know, website that, you know, has a gazillion files on it. It's it's it, indecipherable just from right. it, unless you want to take a long time or you have a Sherpa to take you through how it all works together, you know, right. because it's, you know, I've worked on sites like this and this stuff is it's spitting duct tape together. Let's be honest. Yeah. But right. also the source code is old. It's not new stuff. So it's at least a couple of years old from one of the security people who used to work at Twitch. They said that, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's a source code, but it's not anywhere near what we're using now. Right. So, um, but yeah, it was it's in, interesting to look at, but you know, it's a, it was a hundred and thirty five or hundred thirty eight gigabytes zipped. So, 
That's a that lot was a of code. lot. So yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> I deleted it. It was fun to look at. I didn't care, care about the payment stuff. I just wanted to kind of see under the hood. And it looks right. like every other big website that you've, if, if you've ever worked on one, you just go, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. There's 400 teams and everybody gets like a folder to work on. That's it. Gotcha. I read a really interesting article over on Slate. Uh, celebrity crypto shilling is a moral disaster, which kind of like, duh. But then yeah. it gets into it and talks about it. And it's amazing. Like it, Lindsay Lohan peddling five-figure NFTs, Tom Brady endorsing the exchange FTX, Akon promising to build a six billion crypto-inspired city in Senegal. I mean, these guys are just raking in the cash and they're encouraging their fans to gamble on what we charitably called bullshit on this show yeah uh <laughs> that may soon see a major regulatory crackdown if not an outright implosion on the market and the article points out that we've been here before back in 2017 a number of celebrities put their support behind the icos which we made fun of back then too mm -hmm. uh, many of which became worthless after the crypto market crashed in 2018 and they all went out of business the co-founder of one such coin centra was sentenced sentenced this year to eight years in prison for bilking investors out of 20 25 million dollars but who didn't go to jail floyd merriweather and dj khalid who both paid fines to the sec for not disclosing that they were paid to promote that stupid coin yeah and they don't did they mention um uh, mcafee in here because that's what he got uh dinged on that's what his whole thing was for doing pump and dump and using twitter dms as his his Yep. No, they didn't mention oh, him specifically <laughs> because, I mean, while technically you could call him a celebrity, they're basically just talking about the celebrities that are basically just here, here, have $100,000 and go promote this crap for us. Got it. Got yeah. it. So, yeah. Interesting article. Stay the hell away from this stuff. It's dumb. It is. It is. Uh, what's also dumb is uh, General Motors. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will never be buying a General Motors car because they aim to build the Netflix size subscription business by 2030. You sell cars. Sell me a fucking car. Do not sell me a subscription to my car. But that's what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, is this... Uh, I didn't read the article. Apologies. So you tell me. Is this... Is this... You don't ever actually own your car and you can go back and turn it in? Is this like no. a newfangled leasing thing? Or no, you buy the car and then if you want the things to work, you have to pay extra money. That's it. Because, you, you know, they talk about OnStar, upgraded maps. So apparently if you don't pay for maps, you don't know where you're going. I don't think uh, anybody has really told any of the upper level management at General Motors that we all have fucking cell phones that do everything that your car is going to try and do. Except, I don't know, safety features, probably. That'll safety probably features, be like, yeah. You want to unlock your car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to stop your car? You, would, you, would you like your right or your left turn light? Because you only have enough money for one. Exactly. How many turns would you, you have to save up your lunch money because it's like three lefts and a right to get to work and you've only got enough for <laughs> one right and one left? <laughs> I'd, plot a, I'd plot a route that would get me there with only rights, but my maps are out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these people, these people, they seriously yep. need to fucking stop this shit. It's like, yep. just because you can... Doesn't mean you should. And uh, in interesting Apple news, they have opened up a developer academy in Detroit, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. They are um, basically the first uh, cohort is 100 people aged 18 to 60 who, who get 10 months of uh, app development and entrepreneurial training. Nice. So that's pretty cool. That I is like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a nice, nice, diverse group of uh, people in there. And uh, I don't they should do more of this. They really should. I, I just please tell me 
please tell me somewhere in the legalese anything that is developed while you're in this class is the sole property of Apple is not in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Please. I'm sure it's got I'm sure I'm it's sure got it is. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, no, it works. You own it, but you just have to pay us fifty percent of everything in perpetuity. Right, that's all. Right. And Dan yeah. sent in an email uh, the, about a New York Times article about how many tech startups lied to get investors, and says thanks, love the show, and this is lifestyles <laughs> of the rich and gullible. Uh, yeah, so basically all of them. Uh, it points out average investors were not able to get in the last decade startup boom in private markets. Once that seemed unfair, now it looks lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was Uber, because you would have made a shit ton of money. So it's a good wrap up of every single story we've talked about all the time on the show. Lies, <laughs> bullshit, deceit, rich people getting the chance to get richer or lose their pocket money. America. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. I don't, I'm pretty sure nobody's making any money on Uber anymore. You had to be in that first, no, uh, first couple in. rounds. Again, that's the, the, the point of the article is only the rich and powerful people can get in on those first couple rounds. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. 
Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Media Candy. Hey, Brian, Foundation has been renewed for season two. Um, I, I'm still, I haven't gone past the third episode, so I don't know if my opinion has changed. But like I said, I found it a decent sci-fi show that is vaguely tinged with Foundation dust. I liked, I liked episode three. <laughs> episode three was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode four uh, could have been about seven minutes uh, with how much plot they moved forward. It was a lot <laughs> of kind of going in circles on that one right. so i'm like they're gonna need at least 10 more seasons to get anywhere meaningful well at the pace that they're moving at right now they need about a hundred seasons if they're gonna do all yeah. the foundation not just the first book yeah <laughs> yeah it was, uh, it was a little slow but it's good i i actually okay. when you take the foundation out of foundation it's not bad yeah it's a decent sci-fi show so yep. i'll catch up and watch episode four and all that so I, i'm excited they're bringing it back it's good yeah, five should be out yeah. by the time we do our next show, so that'll be good. We'll I mean, the good thing about getting renewed, too, is it kind of opens up, you know, they they know they're going to be around a little bit longer, so maybe they'll take some more chances and drop drop a little more foundation dust in there. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rogen has a new podcast called Storytime. It's really good. <laughs> I, I, I can't with his laugh. I, I just you know, can't. <laughs> I see. I used to be like that. I used to be on the the anti Seth Rogen train, but I I don't know what he's. I have learned I, to love I, Seth Rogen. I I'm not anti Seth Rogen. I I like him in movies. I I like him when he has his crap together. What I don't like is his free form. I'm completely stoned and I can't get through a sentence without the cackle and the gross phlegmy laugh that goes on for 25 minutes. See, it's not like that though. It's very well produced. It is extremely okay, so well produced. Okay. Okay. It is really good. It's, it's you know, it's, uh, I think they did it with Earwolf. And uh, it's really, really interesting. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode. So I'm, I've subbed to that one for sure. And, you know, Seth has been in, behind the scenes on some really good stuff. Like Preacher, uh, him and his team did that. The Boys, we have him to thank for that. So hopefully they'll come with a new fucking season soon. <laughs> Use some more boys in my life. Not like that. But. That's a good phrase. <laughs> I know. If I were editing the show, that would be the outro. <laughs> that would be it. Uh, and I did watch Dave Chappelle's The Closer. I love Dave Chappelle. I love him so much. Uh, a lot of people don't. <laughs> but <laughs> I find him just one of the smartest comedians working. And uh, I'm Team Dave. And it's nice to see that Netflix, amid all of the whiny bitchy shit that the trans community is doing going after him again uh netflix (laughs) is standing behind him and saying look you know he's a comedian deal with it (laughs) Uh, i 100 agree i haven't watched the special i probably won't i'm not not a huge i'm just not a huge fan and not for any particular reason i just i like to show i don't really like his stand-up i I think he does better set bits and all that Mm. uh not and not really my thing so i i doubt i'll see it but i saw that there was a kerfuffle and i i'm glad that netflix went you know what comedian's gonna comedian yeah go and you know the stories that he tells in the in the in the, uh, the special are really good they're really fucking good they're really poignant and they make a lot of sense so i stick with dave on this one and if you don't like it kiss my ass
<laughs> All right. Uh, I watched a bunch of stuff that I've been watching, uh, so I'll just to wrap them up really quick. Star Trek Lower Decks has come in with their best episode yet. It was legitimately hilarious with looks at Lower Decks from Klingons, Vulcan ships, and more. I'm not going to spoil it if you plan on watching it. It's very funny. Uh, we got past Canadian Thanksgiving, which was my wife's decree that we cannot watch a Christmas episode until after that. So immediately we watched the Ted Lasso Christmas episode, and it was delightful. I told you it was good. It was the best yes. Christmas special I've seen in forever. It, it was very cute and clever, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So Yeah, and the season just wrapped uh, last weekend, so you can yeah, get we're going to get back now. on it and catch up on it. So Very curious um, to see what you think of the uh, how they wrap this season. It's very interesting. Okay, cool. Looking forward to it. And I'm back on the last week tonight with John Oliver Bandwagon, since you supplied me with a last hookup for HBO. So thank you for that. Um, it is mm -hmm. such a better show than Jon Stewart. I mean, like we talked about, we'll give Jon Stewart another couple shots at this. But uh, if if I'm going to go mm -hmm. for any outrage porn, it is last week tonight with John Oliver. It's just great. And fuck Bill Maher. I tried. I'm out. So thank you. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm just done. I, I, the COVID whining that he did just turned me off to him, and now I'm just I'm just over the shtick. So, yeah, I, I, I had my Adam Carolla moment with Bill Maher. I'm done. Okay, thank God, thank God. And I'm very excited for this, and I know you're not because I I, I giddily texted you this, and you were just like, meh, meh. watch yeah. the first trailer <laughs> for the Expanse season six is arriving December 10th. We have six more episodes, uh, and then they're ending and wrapping the show. Which you know, again, if you're going with the books, boy, that went quick. So yeah, I was going to say, don't you have a couple <laughs> dozen novels yet to yeah. go through? I guess they're not bothering. So, and I, I suppose they had enough internal tor turmoil and it's an expensive show to produce and it's not caught on to a super massive audience. It's more of a cult thing. So I get it, but, uh, I, I, I'm happy to watch the end. I, I've, I've missed the show. I'm excited. It's coming back. Yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, I just, I'll, 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 my whole point was just that the la the end of the last season didn't really leave me excited for more. That's all. Right. I'm just like, right. Kind of, yeah, okay. Okay, there it is. Well, it's, it's only six episodes. I think I can power through that. Yeah, I think he'll manage. Yeah. And Joseph wrote in, for Jason, Baking Impossible, the great nerdish bake-off for the engineering set. And uh, I guess this is over at Netflix, and it's uh, Top Chef meets Myth Mythbusters, apparently. I didn't watch any of this. Uh, I don't know if you had, but it seems right up your alley. I don't like baking shows, so maybe not. I oh, like so cooking shows. Cooking, right. Right. Yeah, I like cooking shows, baking shows, yeah, not a well, baker. But I get we'll why see. they would go for baking for engineering, because baking is more very specific and precise and mathematical, while cooking is a bit of an art. Yeah, I, that's why I like cooking, because it's like, you know, you can shuck and jive on, on your sauce, but uh, baking, yeah, you got to have everything precise. You don't shuck I'm and not, jive on a cupcake, man. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's why I have never made a cupcake in my life. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll try, I might check it out. Depends. All right. And Bob also writes in, I love my Apple TV 4K, but you don't even need the remote. iOS remote app is great and you need to give it a try. If you're like me, I have the Apple TV connected to a receiver and TV with the new HDMI pass-through. You can control everything with the app and remote too. I can wake up the Apple TV receiver TV with the app and, cool, and control the sound level of the receiver with the volume buttons on my phone while on the lock screen. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Because when I'm watching TV, I want to be in TV mode. I want my phone in the other room. I want it charging and as far away from me as possible. The only time that I really do like using the app on the phone is when I'm setting up new accounts because I can just pop into one password. 
and copy and paste. That's really nice. But um, I did end up ordering two more Apple 4Ks for the house <laughs> because they're great. They are fantastic. The new ones, I mean, the, new ones the new remotes. Yeah. yeah. The new yeah. remote's great. But uh, yeah, just not with the phone. I'm not going to do the phone. I wish I could just get some dumb TVs now instead of uh, <laughs> these internet-enabled TVs. Um, but there is a uh, uh, a remote app for the Apple Watch. So if you do want to just do basic control, you can use your watch. But if you have the remote, the remote works. <laughs> so there you go. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't like to have my phone with me when I'm watching TV. Apps and doodads. There's a new study out, Brian, that says iPhone apps are no better for privacy than Android. Brought to you by Android. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Now this comes from the University of Oxford. Woo. Okay. Except the big caveat is that uh, it was conducted before the uh, introduction of iOS 14.5 back in uh, April, which made the opt-in to tracking and app privacy labels mandatory. So, right. so yay, thanks for an outdated study that actually means nothing right now. Preach! Still, it's interesting because Apple's yeah. been claiming that they're much better than Android for privacy for much longer than that. So yeah. I guess they weren't. No, no, I guess they weren't. But the other uh, the caveat is, being, like, if you know how to work your fucking phone, yeah, which <laughs> you don't have to for Apple because it's all done out of the bat. <laughs> and you know, I I'm not really worried about my my iPhone getting hacked. Android, <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, and Apple is now going to require all apps make it easy for users to delete their account. So that'll be that's amazing. Because that is one of the questions that I think I asked maybe seven years ago on this program. It's like when you sign up for these apps and then you just delete them, what happens? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because most of the apps never had an option to delete your account and then you could try to track it down on their website and maybe they had something and maybe they didn't. And usually it was just a form and you filled out the form and it went off into the ether and you never heard anything back again. So I'm sure I have gazillions of bits of data floating around from all these apps from 10 years ago. Now that they built this in, this should have been there 10 years ago. Yeah, this is, I mean, there's a billion ghost accounts out there, all with our email addresses. But, you know, it's nice now that if you do have an iPhone, you can do an obfuscated email address that points right back to your normal email address, which is a really nice feature. Um, but yeah, getting rid of the accounts is one of those things that's just always been there. It's like, come on, just yeah, give me a delete. It's just house cleaning. You should, any business should build that in. It's ridiculous that they don't. Yeah, well, they want that data. That's how they yep. make most of their money is selling your shit. <laughs> anyway, but it's looking good for a new um, uh, MacBook Pro announcement in the next two weeks. So I'm my fingers are crossed that mm -hmm. we get MacBook Pros with the uh, the new M1 chips in them. Oh, I can't right. wait. Cannot wait. This uh, fucking Intel MacBook Pro of mine crashes three times a day, and I have no idea why. Top of the line, best you can get, <laughs> and just falls over. But apparently uh, this morning they started pulling them from the uh, the stores, so you can't because they know even... something's wrong. Yeah, no, 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 because they know that the new ones are coming. Oh, the new ones are coming. <laughs> yeah, they will never admit that anything's wrong. Come on. Good point. Yeah, I love this one. Twitter will now warn you before you participate in a conversation that could get heated. So that means they're just going to not logging let you into type Twitter. On. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they're just going to disable everybody's account. Oh, it's so silly! It is so <laughs> silly. It's like, I, I mean, I just, I, 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 come on. I can I just at least edit a tweet before you? That's all. That's all. Almost anybody wants is edit a tweet, but no, no, it's so stupid. Uh, everybody wants to support healthy conversation. 
<sighs> Take your sight offline. That'll help support healthy conversation. Exactly. You know, <laughs> come on. It's like kindergarten out there. God. This is fun, though. Gasoline-powered lawnmowers and leaf blowers are going to be banned under a new California law. Good. That should have happened 20 years ago, too. It should have. It should have. Because, you know, and I put this in here because leaf blowers and lawnmowers are the, you know, just the, the natural enemy of the podcaster. No matter what, when you start up a show, some asshole is going to fire up a lawnmower or a leaf blower. But um, it still won't stop the noise. They will still bring the noise. But um, they'll at least have to be, uh, you know, electric, which would be nice. Right. I, I, I'm down with that. It's because if you look at the numbers on how much shit that those things spew into the into the atmosphere, it's it's ridiculous. Right. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Yep. Good. And Bye. all that all that is just for an intro because I bought the Black & Decker 40-volt Max Cordless Sweeper <laughs> LSW40C. <laughs> I like how you find stories to intro your purchases now. It's good. Like, hey, man. <laughs> Got to tie that in for the write-off. Got to tie that in for the write-off. Uh, I had a corded um, uh, what was it? Uh, Toro uh, leaf blower because when I lived in Chicago, you know, you'd have like seven inches to a foot of leaves on the lawn and you needed power you needed power now i gotta blow off like a 20 foot by 10 foot piece of concrete yep. don't really need to schlep the 100 foot cord around and all that so i figured ah, let's go cordless let's go electric and it's fantastic i love this thing gets the job done <laughs> Excellent. i did downgrade from 250 miles an hour from my other leaf blower to a paltry 120 but it still gets the job done if 120 miles per hour can't move the leaf you're fucked Exactly. Get a broom. <laughs> In that case, buy a $4 broom in five minutes. Oh, and I did, uh, I've been on the hunt for a new backpack since I got all that new camera gear. I have all these mm -hmm. Domkey bags, not Donkey, D-O-M-K-E, these, these pro uh, camera bags. But the lenses I got are so damn big, nothing fits. So I'm like, okay. And I, I was bouncing around and they... Um, the algorithm recommended this one, the PGY Tech One Mo Camera Backpack 25 liter with shoulder bag for GoPro 10 DJI Air, 2S DJI FPV, Sony Canon Nikon Drone, DJI Mavic Mini 2 slash Air 2, Osmo Action slash Pocket DSLR slash SLR mirrorless camera tripod. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a while either. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. It's one of the best backpacks I've ever had. It is really, really well built. I mean, really well built, and I can actually fit my entire kit in one bag. And it comes with a with a removable, uh, basically a fanny pack <laughs> if you need oh, it. Oh joy! <laughs> so you can you can have your drone in your fanny pack and all your big gear, but it's got like side pockets and battery compartments that you can say like these are used batteries or new batteries. It's a really nice camera backpack, and you can fit a sixteen inch, uh, hopefully soon M one working laptop <laughs> into it. But it's it's 200 bucks and it is it is seriously one of the best uh built backpacks I've ever had. Just the the build quality on the zippers and um the uh weather prevention stuff on it. It's really nice. So if you're in the market for a decent sized backpack cuz it is a big one. It's a big one. But check it out. Security? Ha! Well, Dave Bittner is not back this week. He is off at a recorded future event doing his due diligence on craft services where he will report back next week and tell us how Ooh. delicious or not it was. Peanut M&Ms. Mm -hmm. mm. 
<laughs> I love craft services. I miss that. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Say? So he's off having fun. But we do have a story in from Adelante who says, hey, guys, we'd love to hear you talk about this, especially with Bittner. You don't get it with Bittner, but you get it with us. <laughs> you get it with us. So this is over advice. You probably don't need a VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Despite yes. all the marketing from VPN companies that you should pay them for a VPN to use from your home internet and especially from public Wi-Fi, most Americans may be better off not paying for a commercial VPN, according to multiple security experts. The underlying reason, the internet is a very different landscape in 2021 than it was 10 or even five years ago. And of course, some people still benefit from a VPN, particularly those with a higher degree of threat against them. Most Americans can probably save that five bucks or so a month. So the idea here is obviously a VPN encrypts your web traffic. So perhaps your ISP can't see what sites you're visiting or a hacker on the same public Wi-Fi network can't snoop and capture your credit card information as you make an online purchase. But what they're saying is almost every single web page now is encrypted. They're all done through HTTPS. Nearly 93% of all page loads are in Firefox in the U.S. are over HTTPS. That's compared to around 25% back in 2014. <clears throat> so, fair enough, I guess. However, if I'm working at Starbucks, I don't care. I don't care I either. <laughs> I still want my VPN. If I am connecting at an airport, I want my VPN. Uh, I understand not necessarily using it at home, except for this. A good question to ask yourself is, do I trust my VPN company more than my ISP to handle the data of which sites I navigate to? If the answer is yes, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, the other way around. Sorry. I know, I know what you meant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Of course I saying. don't trust my ISP. All they're doing is selling your data. That's They're making a lot of money selling off the data that is supposedly anonymized, but we all know how that works out in this section, right? So yes, I would use a VPN. I trust my VPN way more than I trust my ISP because my VPN isn't selling my data. Yeah, and I like to have different IP addresses sometimes just because, even for just random use. But it's like a one-night stand. You want to have a condom. Just saying. The internet is very much like random sex. You want to have protection. It doesn't matter that 93% of the people out there don't have gonorrhea. 7% do. 7% do, exactly. Oh, come on. I do not want internet itchy crotch. Period. Ever. <laughs> so, yes, you probably don't need a VPN, but you also probably don't need gonorrhea. Exactly. GOG.show slash VPN. <laughs> and that's why people come to our podcast. It's for the hard-hitting technology breakdowns that we provide. Bet you're sad you missed that one, Dave. I'm sure he would have provided really cogent thoughts, but we probably would have floored him and he would have been silent for five minutes after the gonorrhea drop. That's true. That's Let's be true. honest. Shaking his head in disdain. Get it? We we get that dad that dad look from it that we don't even need to see, but we can feel. Yet he comes back every week. I know. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Peter, Stuart, and Hayden. Welcome. And Stuart writes, Hi Grumps, I hope you are both well. I couldn't help but notice that you give shout outs to Patreons or patrons. So I was wondering if it was possible to have a shout out, please. I just announced a competition for a game book writing 
for game book writing called the Lindenbaum Prize for Short Game Book Fiction. You need to write a game book which is maximum 100 sections and 25,000 words. Submissions open on December 1st and the deadline is midnight GMT on February 1st. The details are here. There will be a link in the show notes. Uh, let me click on this again because last time I checked it, what? it didn't uh, work. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, what? What's a game book? I, it's a very long book with less than 100 sections and less than 225,000 words. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know what a game book is, but apparently people <laughs> who are doing game books will know. Okay. So, so there's a link in the show notes, but uh, Stuart, uh, put a website there and we're good to go. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm getting we're, it. They're getting, I get a 404. Huh? I got it. Lloyd of Game Books, a blog about writing game books. My musings on how to write a game book and what makes a good game book. Create your story here. The Lindenbaum Prize. Oh, I got the requested URL slash P slash the Lindenbaum Prize for short gamebook.html was not found on this server. That's all we know. Must be your VPN. Oh, must be. I'm not using one today. <laughs> oh, Ooh, no. Gonorrhea, gonorrhea. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Over at PayPal, we've got uh, donations from Breed, Mark, Ralph, Jens, and Miles. Thank you all so much. Thank you. And over at Stripe, we've got 10 bucks from Jordan P., Gadiel V., Anthony O., and a $10 sub from Ann Q., and Jeff R. with a one-time of 50 bucks and a $5 sub to boot. Woohoo! But wow. Andrew S. says, hold my beer. He gave us a $120 donation and a new $10 sub. So, Andrew S. wins the internet today. <laughs> Pretty soon, we're going to be talking about real money. Uh, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> I don't think I'll be quitting my new job anytime soon. Probably not. That's going to be the safer, the safer route. <laughs> uh, all that great podcasting cash. I'm telling you, we got to just stop doing the show and then we'll make some more money. That's it. You we're going to tell me twice. See we're going magic <laughs> to magic leap this shit. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit gog.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at gog.show slash 526. And there you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channels. And if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us or other show fans, you can also head over to gog.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined and haven't done so yet, please head over to gog.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. We want to make sure that, that our imports actually still work because we haven't gotten one in a while. Just, you know, do it. Yeah. Stay cleggy. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.